welcome to Swapping Joysticks, your home of tea sipping and blowing. That's tea blowing, not just. Oh, he's got his slurp on. Uh, welcome, welcome. <laughs> we are. Well, we. This is Swapping Joysticks. This is the podcast where, you know, gaming news comes to die. Wow. Um, Have I'm, you zoomed us in? I do feel like we're zoomed in a little, a little bit too much. Let's zoom out. Oh, no, that's the wrong way. There we go. That's too far. Oh, yeah, no, they can see everything now. You can see all your dirty tissues on the side. Um, but, yeah, welcome. This is Swapping Joysticks, your home of LGBTQIA gaming and streaming content. I am your host, one of your hosts, anyway, um, Ben Oswick, a.k.a. Biggest Benis, and I am joined, as always, by the boy in the striped T-shirt... Ed Nightingale. It's a shirt. It's not yeah. a t-shirt. Oh, in the striped shirt. Sorry. I'll do. Yeah. Well, I just... Do you know what? I This shirt has been in the washing basket for a long time, so I washed it and ironed it, and now I feel like I want to wear it. I mean, I swear I've seen that millions of times before. Maybe. But it, it might just be the fact that you only wear stripy white shirts. I like a stripe. You honestly, we go to. We'll What's go, wrong with a stripe? We'll go to like a. We'll go shopping or something to a clothes shop, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, look at this!" And I'm like, "You've got three of those in your in your wardrobe." I like stripes. <sighs> I've noticed that. Yeah. So yeah, you do. You do like a striped shirt, don't you? I do. Um, but yeah, so this is gaming, isn't it? Is it? It is gaming. <laughs> it will be gaming very soon. We're going to be uh, testing out a quick look of Pokemon. Then we're going to do Scarlet or Violet, one of the two, in co-op mode. Can you do cross... one of the one of the two? We have our own version, and you join up online. So you can with Violet, you can join up on Scarlet. Yes, good. Because that would be really. Well, awful. if not, then we're screwed. Yeah. So <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, so welcome. This is um, who are you, Ed? Introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to the listeners. <laughs> Um, I'm Ed Snysingale, and I am now the deputy news editor for Eurogamer. Congratulations, oh, deputy news. What does it feel like to be uh, a deputy news editor? It feels the same. Yeah. Because <laughs> nothing's really changed. Who do you, do you get to boss more people about? No. Do you have more people under you now? Well, not directly. I don't manage anyone. No, okay. Unless, unless I have to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it feels the same. Okay, good. But that's me. I also stream on Twitch. You do? What have you been Which playing this? We well, well, we'll talk about it. Well, we'll actually, what have you been streaming? That. We'll talk about that. Okay, excellent. What have you been up to this week? Have you been anywhere? Um, I left the house today. <gasps> I actually left the house today. I had a meeting. Also, why I'm wearing a shirt. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I had a meeting today. It's Are a minor to... miracle. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. You're allowed to say where? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. So, <laughs> job center. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like that one. No. No. It was for work, but it was. Um, it's what's called an on background meeting. I.e., you just have a nice chat, but it's all off the record, so I can't talk about it and I can't report on it. But it's useful background information. That's great. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, and we'll let all the detectives in chat try and think what what that could be. But um, I mean, yeah, just take your guesses. What, uh, well, do you know what well, day... your week been? Tell us about your week. It's been, uh, yeah, like nothing really fun has happened. It's been busy. Um, we've got an inspection at work next Wednesday and Thursday. And 
uh, because I'm working full time, like this I work, I teach from morning till like from when the school opens till when the school closes. I've got to do an absolutely ridiculous amount of work. Um, and money's coming this weekend, so... Yes. That is the big news of the week. Money is going to be in the country. Mm. Yeah, so money does stuff. Uh, one of our, well, our mod extraordinaire. She's both of our mods. Yeah. She um, works for us both for free. She, I know, she's <laughs> on a work bender coming over to see us. I know, it's, <laughs> being a mod, uh, you get some great work expenses. Uh, you get to come over. Yeah, she gets to pay for everything yeah. in terms of coming to see us. Exactly, yeah. A works, <laughs> a works do. A Twitch mod works do. Um, and she's going to be bringing a bunch of Austrian delicacies mm. in her pocket because there's not much. No, I, I'm sure there's. I'm sure there's some delicious food in Austria. There's going to be a lot of chocolate, and I hope it doesn't melt. No, yeah, exactly. No, it's nothing worse than like chocolate that's been that's melted and then uh, reformed. Reformed, yeah. Um, but we'll also get some. Um, we'll get some British snacks as well, and then we'll force feed Moni. Um, Are you going to force feed Moni a twiglet? Oh, Moni is going to eat a twiglet, a marmite twiglet. This oh is the God, thing. Oh God, you're sick now already. No, I was just burping because of the tea. Oh. Um, I I don't like marmite, but I love twiglets. No, twiglets are like literally twigs. They taste like. Bits of like branch that's fallen off on the floor. No. Yes, they're all. Just because it's called twiglet. It looks and it's dry. It's like a crisp. Of course, it's dry. It's crunchy. Ugh. It's like a twig. It's like a dead, dried out. Twig. Anyway, they taste amazing, and I really like them. But do not go anywhere near me with marmite. Even though I appreciate twiglets are covered in marmite, for some reason I like them, and I don't like marmite on its own. I don't mind marmite. You know, I, well, yeah, it's all right, but I I do quite like bovril. A nice cup of bovril. You are so northern. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Standing in the football stands with a cup of bovril warms you up. Standing at football with a cup of bovril in the cold. Don't be so anti-northern. <laughs> a cup. Aye, a cup. It's a cup. Oh, aye. A cup of bovril. Yeah, you get it in a cup of bovril. Because I know what I'm going to do with beef stock is put water in it and drink it. Instead of tea. Or just make some tasteless risotto. <laughs> Choking, it was very nice. My risotto was lovely, thank you very much. <laughs> we had some risotto for tea that was homemade. It was very nice. <laughs> and it was not with beef stock either, wasn't it? It was with homemade chicken stock. Oh, that's true. It was, yeah. Ah. <laughs> ah. Then last time we had a podcast with... I know, I'm going to be in trouble now. Um, but yeah, we, apparently, Sarah says, we had a guy on our, uh, our field hockey staff for a while that was always on about Bovril. It sounded so awful. It's like a nice meaty drink. Who doesn't want, I'm going to get, I'm going to get a Bovril. A meaty drink is something very different. <laughs> well, Moni, you're going to be drinking some Bovril. I'm going to get some, I'm going to be getting some, oh my God, that is one thing that we can definitely force Moni to uh, try when she's here. So we're going to be doing a, like a mukbang type, is it a mukbang? Mm -hmm. Okay, a uh, mukbang video where we get to try some Austrian chocolates and Moni gets to try Twiglets and Bovril. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, I, no, honestly, Bovril is great. And if you don't, like, so for example, if we, is Bovril only a drink or can you add it to other things? It's literally like beef stock, isn't it? Yeah, so you, you don't, okay, Bovril. It's mainly used as a drink, I think. Oh, it's yeast extract spread. That's it. 
Mm. It's a thick and salty meat extract paste. So it's not yeast extract, it's meat extract. Yes, similar to a yeast extract. Exactly. Um, it is, uh, yeah, it is a proper northern thing. Is it good for your health? Um, it suff- it's, has benefits for people suffering from alcoholism, <laughs> collapse, diabetes, diarrhea, uh, enteritis, gastritis, gastric ulcer, fevers, insomnia, influenza. Uh, I thought it said promiscuous. Uh, per- pernicious. Pernicious anemia, malnutrition, post-anesthesia, anesthesia, anesthesia, anesthesia. Anesthesia. There you go. Sickness. Uh, pneumonia, tuberculosis, and uterine contraction. So if you have any of those, uh, you will... But you'll be right as rain when you get here. Um, I did go through a stage of drinking bouillon in the evening, which is basically the veggie version of Bovril. Ooh, it'll clear your right out from liver to brain cells. It would. <laughs> that, 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 you, you've never sounded so northern, Moon Princess. See, Glinsky, <laughs> I've never heard of that one before. Exactly, Arthur Morgan just needed from... Yeah, there you go, related to games. Arthur Morgan just needed some Bovril. Oh, sure, sure. But it's nice because you don't, you don't want food... At a football match. Or you do, but you want something that lasts a while. Why would you not want food at any point? Because uh, it's just like pork pies and things. Who likes a pork pie? Or a pucker pie? I would rather eat a pork pie than drink Bovril. Well, a pork pie is what money will also have as well. <laughs> yeah. One with extra jelly in it. Get a really cheap pork pie that's like 50% jelly, 50% meat extract. <laughs> okay, we'll get some nice things for you as well, money. Mini cheddars. Don't worry, we'll get some mini cheddars. And a club. I love a mini cheddar. Club biscuit. Oh, what about a tea cake? Oh my god, we'll get you a tea cake. Tea cakes are amazing. Turkey Twizzler? Um, no. Um, and we'll get some some Percy Pigs as well. Mm. Which are disappointing sweets. Because they, they don't use proper sugar, so it doesn't taste properly sweet. Well, it's vaguely healthy. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> Manatee says, if I ever get an ulcer on my prolapsed uterus, I'll be sure to reach for the bovril. Exactly, there you go, Manatee. <laughs> you uh, you go and uh, look after that. Yeah, exactly. We went to, well, what, um, you're going to, you're actually going to Brighton tomorrow, aren't you? Yeah, I've got a work meeting. Oh. No, make it sound more exciting. Well, no, we we do exciting, need to, sometimes we need to emphasise the LGBT part of our uh, podcast, so... You're oh, going to I'm Brighton go- tomorrow. I'm going to the gay capital of the UK for a work meeting to sit in an office. Ooh, and how many people who you're with are gay? No one. It's just me. Oh, is that going to... Actually, sorry, no, there are a couple. Oh. Huh. I lie. Oh, well, that's good. Maybe you'll see the odd one. Wandering I'll see, around. I'll, I'll see the gays around. Yeah, just, they'll, they'll be around. <laughs> they'll be wandering. Taste the rain. Don't taste the rainbow. Um... But yeah, so that's uh, what's your plan? So Moni's coming, and tomorrow she's going to be here. No, Friday she's going to be here in this very, very room. Um, yes, we're doing wrestling. Yes, and uh, like on the game, we're not going to be wrestling here in this unless we Aren't drink. We? Well, it depends how much we drink, to be honest. Depends how violent we get. We'll make a little like mud pit. Oh God! No, we just vacuumed <laughs> this carpet quite recently. Did you? No, but um, we did like two weeks ago, which is... We? I did it the week before. We? I did it a couple of weeks before. I did it... I did four weeks ago. Mm. You just get upset because I leave bits of sock everywhere. Honestly, your feet molt. No, it's not my feet, it's the socks. They're attached to your feet. It's molting. (laughs) 
Does um, anybody else have socks that just like bits fall off all the time? Black socks. Black socks molt. It's very annoying. Yeah, there's just black fluff all over the flat. Yeah. It also falls and who out. has to clean it up? Uh, but somebody, the person who gets upset by it. <laughs> anyway, Moni's coming. We're doing wrestling. And then on Saturday, we are going to Winter Wonderland. Oh. Um, where we're going to drink lots of Glühwein. Who? Glühwein. Oh, mulled wine. Yeah. I'll, you know, one of the things, so... I don't know, is mulled, is mulled wine a British thing? No. Oh. <laughs> what is it? What do you think it's called Glühwein? Oh, I don't know, really. <laughs> mulled wine. I thought, mulled, I thought you were just speaking it in a weird language. Spiced wine. It is from... Uh, oh, Gl- oh, Glog. And many others. Usually, especially, it usually served uh, in Germany. Oh, there we there go. Of course go. it's in Germany. <laughs> well, it, uh, the first record of wine being spiced and heated can be found in Plato's play, Circuiu, during the Romans travelled across Europe, much of it training the rest, brought wine, blah, 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 blah. Scottish border. There we go. Something. <laughs> yes. Apparently one of the first places was the f- form of curry, a medieval English cookery Curry, book. not curry. I've got one R. <laughs> uh, well, maybe it's pronounced curry. But apparently it, uh, it was in a medieval English cookery book from 1390. So we'll take it. Exactly. Well, so it's just a way of of uh, making wine and then killing the bacteria in it by heating it. Surely. Surely that's what those peasants did in medieval times. Well, the peasants will be drinking it on Saturday. At uh, I, uh, I always thought that Winter Wonderland was like kind of... Scally Heaven, with just a lot of kind of... Scally Heaven? Yeah. What? Kind of tracksuits and trainers and kind of stealing bags and, like, groups of youths fighting and stuff like that. It's Hyde Park in London, darling. Did someone get stabbed there last year? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, th- there'll be some Scallies there, I'm sure, but there'll also be l- lots of pretentious people wanting to drink Glühwein. Really? Probably. At Winter Wonderland? Isn't it like carny? It costs like £10 to get in. I thought it was just full of carnies. Yeah. Is that a thing? What's a carny? Like the kind of carnival kind of, you know. I don't know. I don't don't want to go into it in case there's some kind of thing that is offensive. So I don't want to say, but yeah. No. Okay. There is a carnival. Like there are rides. Yeah. But then there's also like, uh, it's like a Christmas market. And you can buy... Toys and 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 foodstuffs. Yeah, that's no. There's places where you can like win giant cuddly toys. It's not that trashy. Okay, good. No, that's why I was worried. I thought it was really trashy. I mean, there might be a bit of that, but it's mostly like Christmas market and stuff like that. You can ice sculpture there, apparently. See, it's artistic. It certainly isn't. That. <laughs> well, I won't be going on any rides. I can tell you that now. I do not do fairground rides. Uh, Manatee says here, medieval wine was made in the late summer and had gone stale by Christmas, so they added a bunch of sugar and dried fruit to it to make it taste better and not go to waste. There you go. Thanks. Oh, money didn't book the ice sculpture. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah, how disappointing, money. I'm, I'm oh. just not going to go. Uh, <laughs> how rude. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I will not be going on any rides. I can tell you that now. No, I, I, I don't want to vom. And I, do, I don't do temporary rides. I will go on a roller coaster if it's permanent. Anything that gets like folded up and down, no thanks. Speaking of, I haven't included this in the headlines this week. However, um, 
Port Aventura in what? Spain. Port Aventura. Port Aventura. No, that's Italian. It's Spanish. Well, exactly. Port Aventura. Port. No, I no, no. <laughs> I immediately go to Italian. I'm sorry. Well, you need to knock um, that out of you. <laughs> um, which is a theme park in Spain um, near Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Barcelona. It's bit Barcelona. Everyone says Barcelona. Fine, Barcelona. There we go. Um, they are. Um, they have the rights to an Uncharted ride, mm. so they're going to be making a new ride based on the Uncharted film, and it's official and everything. Ooh, will Tom Holland be there? I hope so. Yeah, I do. I'll sit on his lap and on the ride. Really? No. I thought you know. I'm about to say you. <laughs> it's not your type. You're more like a, you know, the Nathan Drake from the games. Now, if he was there, I'm sure. Daddy Drake was there, then yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so everyone go to Spain. In, I don't know when it's coming. Probably a while, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We're hopefully going to go next year anyway, aren't we? Are we? Well, we've got to go both to Barcelona, so may as well have a day trip there. Great, must do it. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wilson, isn't that just an English colony? Uh, Potaventura, it's, it's near Salo, which is very... Yeah, well, it's kind of... It's weird, because it's on... When, from what I remember, there were two parts of Salo, which was h- half of it... Well, it's either a bunch of Spanish uh, kids go there after they've graduated and they just go and spend the entire time there. And when those Spanish kids are not there, it's 50% British and 50% Dutch. Just those two uh, nationalities. That's absolutely fine. I'm cool with that. Yeah, I I went there. Also, can we go out of season? Because the last time I went was in the middle of August Mm. and we paid the entrance fee and then every single ride was like a three-hour queue. Um, and so we basically ended up pay- paying for fast pass, mm. which was double the entry fee in order to get on any rides. So we managed to then get round all the rides, but then all the Spanish kids basically just walk in the fire exit and cheat. And I'm like, you bunch of assholes. I have paid money to queue like a good British citizen and you've all just jumped the queue, you little bastards. That is that really um, irritating. Yeah, they don't do queuing like we do. My favourite was um, a when I went to, I think I, I don't know if I've said it on the podcast before, but I went to a bakery in Zaragoza, one of the first times when I lived there. And I went to the bakery and I, st- I queued behind the lady in front of me and I was with the receptionist. And then another lady just wandered in and just kind of stood at the counter in oh, front of me. Story. And um, the receptionist, like, this is a little old lady, like in her 80s, really, really small. She might have even been a nun because it was there was a nunnery opposite the school. And... Uh, Nuns are really, really short. Just like, you know... Is that a prerequisite? I don't know, giving yourself to God maybe just drains the everything out of you and you shrink. Or you've given enough that you drop in height. It's weird because you think nuns would be closer to God, but actually they're further away. Uh, but anyway, she she went there and uh, the receptionist called her a cunt. <laughs> 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 to her face and so, told her to stop being so rude. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I know that the queuing system doesn't really exist there. Uh, but I like I, I quite I like, like it sometimes because like... I'm quite big, so I can just push in and be like, "Yeah, serve me." No, you're the worst. And I just I, I adapt to the culture when I'm in a country, you know. Oh, don't start that. <laughs> <laughs> don't start that. Uh, but yeah, so we'll go to we'll go to Podventure out of season. I actually went there the day that Shambhala opened. Oh, I know this story as well. Well, you know. I'm not just speaking to you. <laughs> there are other people. Tell, tell the people about your experience of Shambhala. Oh, I hated it. Uh, well, I, I didn't, but it was... Shambhala is the tallest hypercoaster in Europe or something like that, or it was until 
the next year when Ferrari World opened up theirs next door, and it's part of the same company, and then, uh, yeah, overtook it. But yeah, no, I went on. I remember queuing for like two hours because it was the opening ceremony. There was like confetti all over the floor from when it opened. And we saw like the first couple of hours of the day was them just testing it out. Um, And then we got to the queue and it was like two hours or so, absolutely boiling. And then we got to the front of the queue and the train came and they were just tiny little lap seats. Like they weren't even... It doesn't go upside down, so it doesn't need the shoulders. I need the shoulders to feel secure. No. And I was... I actually said I wasn't going to do it, but I did in the end. Um, and it was great, but no. The worst part of a roller coaster, 100%, is climbing up. I hate that 100 okay. times more than the rest Imagine of it. Imagine that experience, but add on about half an hour in order to sit on the front row and then go around it. And that's what you'll get with me. Oh, no, you're not one of those assholes that queues to the... F- yep. Why? Why would you even do that? Because I'd like to see where I'm going and not the back of someone's head. But, no... But there are birds and things. I don't have bloody nose. I've a seen that bird video. bird is not going to fly into you on a it's roller happened. coaster. It's happened before. Really? I don't... Why would you queue at the front? Because, honestly, it's the best place to be. Or you want to be right at the very back, so then you get more force. The vomit. Oh. You get more force. Do you? Yeah. Because it's like the car's being dragged along. So if you're at the back, it feels more um, forceful. Yeah. Well, there's actually a video on YouTube, which is, I know you've heard it before, but not everybody in listening has. Um, there's a video on YouTube of these people that go around um, theme parks um, and like do a, a vlog, just following them around. And we were watching, or I was watching a video at one point, and it was the day that Shambhala opened. And it was just pure coincidence that I was there getting on the roller coaster before them. They literally turned the camera around and there was the back of my head. <laughs> Well, he can't miss it. How dare. How dare you. <laughs> Jesus. See, when I first went to um, Port Aventura, Shambhala had not opened. Um, but I did go on Dragon Khan. Oh, that's a good one. Which, at the time, had the most loops in the world. Okay. Which was seven? Or is it nine? In the world. Because like, the US just like to outdo each other every year with some kind of record. Well, the one with the most is, is in Thorpe Park. It's Colossus. Oh, no, sorry. It was that. That had 10. And then that was overtaken by uh, the Smiler at Alton Towers, Mm. which I think has 14. I've watched a lot of roller coaster videos. You have, yeah. Sometimes we we went through a period of just watching a bunch of them, didn't we? Yeah, but when you're stuck in the pandemic and you're like, I can't go out, so I'm going to watch, like, POVs of roller coasters and feel like I'm on it. Mm. Yeah. Close your eyes. Well, no, don't close your eyes because then you can't experience it. But just open your eyes and stick a fan in front of you. Yeah, just fan, splash some water. Yeah. Yeah. Great fun. Yeah, well, I'm... I yeah, I quite want to go to an experience. I like. I prefer a roller coaster that's maybe not there to just scare you, that's there to just to enjoy. I want a roller coaster... Like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy one at Epcot. Is it Epcot? That looks really good fun. Mm, yes, I think so. Yeah, that one looks great fun. Yeah, yeah. I like an experience, right? I mean, that's why Disney's good. Do because you... Disney is more of an experience as opposed to just here's a yeah. track with loads of loops on it. That's why, yeah. I that's why I'm I'm not particularly fond of what I've seen. Like the Six Flags part. Is it Six Flags in the US? There's there's a whole load of Six Flags. Are they call Six Flags. Yeah, no, I couldn't remember the name, but because they don't really have a theme, do they? Not as much. They don't have a song. Um, I feel like. I feel like that's more of a either a Disney thing 
Or like in Europe, every theme park has themes. Actually, Thor Park doesn't. It's a bit shit. Yeah. Um, but Alton Towers does. Um, and like Port Ventura does. It's all like going around the world, different Port cultures. Ventura, which is, you, it's actually really well done, I thought. It used to be owned by Universal. So there you go. Yeah. And there's also one, and I can't remember what it's called. Was it, is it Europa Park, I think? Which is in Germany. Um, and remember we watched that video and it's that flying coaster and it's Ooh. all like um, steampunk. Yes. And it looks so cool. Mm. And I think it's Europa Park. Yeah. But I might be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's in Germany. And it looked so good. The theming was incredible. Yeah. Germany has lots. Six Flags is more of a generic theme park. Yeah, it's like one of... I feel like Six Flags is one of my kind of Planet Coast uh, default scenarios. Fantasia Land, that's what it was. Mm. Fantasia Land. It looked so good. And it, we, yeah, we were looking like how to get there at one point. So it was like yeah. if you go to, you have to fly to <laughs> Frankfurt or whatever, and then take a two-hour train. And mm. is yeah, you can't do it in a day. It's annoying how like Alton Towers is in the middle of nowhere as well. It is miles and miles and miles away. Up north. Up north. Yeah, it's right in the middle of bloody nowhere. Yes. Mm. Anyway, video games. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of which, yeah, VR, VR roller coaster rides. Have you been on any? Um, so yeah, you can just go on YouTube and those POV videos you can watch, but in VR. Mm. Um, I have to, I have to um, watch them sitting down. Mm. I can't stand up. I get really, really. I think um, I'd probably fall over. I get really travel sick and just like oh, on in VR. I can't do it at all. Standing in, yeah, you have to. Oh, Argentina are winning. Uh, who cares me Messi does uh, standing yeah standing VR is difficult unless you're doing like a rhythm game were you doing any uh, VR today no have you been doing any VR Ed underscore nights yes some preferably Did... when you're not around to scare me what happened Ed what do you mean what happened I was quite happily playing VR and suddenly this voice and this hand came out of nowhere you don't mind me being a bit handsy sometimes not when I've got a VR headset on. <laughs> um, so, yes. No, I've been playing a lot of Beat Saber. It's uh, it's good exercise. Yeah, I need to start doing that, I think. I think that'll be good. Um, I've also started playing um, What's the Bat in I VR. To, I need to try that. Now, I need to play more of it, um, but it is the same people that made What the Golf, which is a mobile game that you love. It is one of the best mobile games after Marvel Snap. I absolutely adore it. It's so cute. It's it's not a golf game. You're you're firing a golf ball sometimes. It's just aiming a ball various ways, but they do it in such way. It's not even a ball sometimes. Like there's one uh, for example there's one ride where it's one uh, level where it's a jockey on a horse and you pull back the uh the aiming thing and obviously you imagine that the horse is going to, you know, go and walk off to the the end goal and you do it and the horse just yeets out and the horse is yeeted the the jockey you're not even doing that you just have to kind of yeet the horse to the end goal like to the to the flag where the golf uh, where the golf hole golf hole is so it's it's like crazy golf but but crazier yeah exactly um so so that's what the golf but now there's what the bat which is a vr game similar idea but with baseball um, and the idea is that you are, well, it starts you off literally and you've got to like, you've got, basically you've got like bat arms, like as in literally you're a person with bat arms. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you go around and you have to interact with stuff, but with 
baseball bats instead of arms. Is it funny? And, it, and it's a lot of like swinging a ball to hit stuff, and it starts with that, and then it becomes doing other things. Um, like there was one bit where you're you're in the bathroom looking at a mirror, and you've got to literally like clean your teeth, but with a bat. Um, and and you've got to like um, you've got to hit the the toothpaste with your left hand to smack it, and it squirts out, and you've got to catch it on the other one and then clean your teeth. Um, and just loads of really, really silly things with baseball bats. Um, and it's it's just really silly, but really fun. Would it make a fun stream game? Um, <clears throat> I don't think VR makes a good stream game full stop, to be honest. Mm. Because... You can't interact. Yeah. So I think that's, that's difficult. Um, but as a... As a fun, it's like it's very intuitive. It's just immediately just you 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 see you've got uh, you've got a bat. You see a ball. You know you've got to swing it to the target. So you just know what to do. It's very intuitive, and therefore I think it's the kind of game that's really good for people new to VR who just want to put on a headset and just mm. swing a bat and have some fun. Um, oh, actually, there is a thing you can read the chat now. On uh, there are certain things whether you are on your hand, um, yeah, on the thing that you're holding, the controller, you can, the controller with your the hand, the handset, the hand thing. I was about to say the handset. You got your headset and the handset. <laughs> you can turn that around and it shows the Twitch chat on your uh, forearm. Oh, that's cool. Arm. Yeah, back arm. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I played a little bit of that this week. Um, I've mainly been playing something that I can't talk about. Um, oh. But there will be a review next week um, of a certain game that comes out. Oh, Final mm. Fantasy 16. I wish. <laughs> um, so I've mainly been playing that. But I did also finish uh, God of War Ragnarok last Ooh. week. So I have a sort of final opinion on that, which is that it's a bit overrated. Um, so edgy. I know. I'm just so contrarian. Just look at his Spotify. So contrarian. Just check out his Spotify Wrapped to see how edgy and cool he is. <laughs> he likes Lord and uh, F UK Twigs and all that. FKA Twigs. I don't know. I mean, she is in my 2022 playlist. Anyway, um, yeah, God of War. It's it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. It's very well made. Um, beautiful graphics. Great music. Great acting. Um, all of those sorts of things. It's a very well-produced game. Um, I just feel like it really went on and on and on. Um, it's like they've tried to make the ultimate Norse mythology game and included every possible god and character and everything has to have its moment. And um, it just, even then, I feel like it's, without spoiling the ending, things are still left with threads unresolved which I'm sure is purposeful for future games, but also it just doesn't feel to me like a satisfying ending. Um, so I was a bit disappointed by that. It's it's still really fun. The combat's good, um, but it's it's just all sort of one note, one level all the way through. Um, and there's just, it's so overly stuffed that it, for me, it just lacked a bit of focus. Mm. Um, you know, I, I just wanted a nice focused storyline i sort of lost track it, at times uh, in terms of what i was actually trying to achieve obviously there's ragnarok it's in the title um but it just felt a bit sort of meandering around to get to that point and i just wanted a good simple focused story um and i just feel like it sort of lost its way a bit but um but it's still fun to play along the way 
I definitely recommend people play it. If you've got a PS5, especially, it looks great. Um, it's a really good showcase for the console. But um, I, it's kind of just a pretty standard good God of War game. It is what you expect, but it's not, I don't think, doing anything particularly out of the ordinary. Yeah, I mean, I've not touched it in a week. I will go and finish it. when I'm not far off. Okay. I think, yeah, I will go and finish it at some point. Um, well, definitely before the Game of the Year podcast, which is on the 28th of December in uh, four weeks' time. Which is four weeks' time. Oh God, four weeks, is that it? Yeah. Huh? Christ- Christmas is over in four weeks. Huh? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that will... I'll try and do that. There's a, a few other games that I'd quite like to play a bit more of too, but uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just don't... I'll go into it and I'll play a fair bit and I'll enjoy the little cinematic parts, the roller coaster that it'll take me on. Um... The combat's all right. I don't love it. And yeah, just move on to the next area and just kind of enjoy the show. That's that's what it's become, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, now that that's done, I'm getting back into Sonic Frontiers. So that is the next game that I'm going to play uh, to completion. And I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, I'm in the third world. It's a bit scrappy and a bit messy. Um, there are moments that the controls are just terrible. Mm. Um, but... It's also just a really fun Sonic game to just run around and and collect rings and emblems and it looks emeralds pretty. and it looks all right. I mean, it looks um, pretty in the levels, the side-scrolling levels. <clears throat> Sometimes. The cyberspace levels are actually my least favourite part of it. And at the start, I thought, all oh, these are going to be really fun. But that's when the controls are at their worst. Oh, okay. Um because it suddenly puts you on a really linear path and it's like you're trying to steer around and you hit the side and you lose momentum. Um, I did a level earlier where um, you hit speed boosts and then when you go around corners, he drifts, but the drifting is so bad. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so he literally, you're steering left and he just steers off right somewhere and it's just, it's awful. Um, whereas in the open zone, you can just run around anywhere and it's completely freeing. That's what Sonic should be. Mm. Um, and they've talked a lot about how Sonic Frontiers is the new standard for Sonic games, just as Sonic Adventure was back on the Dreamcast when they first moved to 3D. So this is the style of game that they are going for now um, and the new standard. And I'm very happy about that. I think it's a great way forward for them. Mm. Um, they've, they're also releasing loads of new content for it. Um, yes. They they have a couple of waves of, of updates um, with with a jukebox coming and some new challenges and stuff like that. Um, and then they're doing a third update, which includes new playable characters and new story. Um, we don't know who that is yet. It does have pictures of Tails, Knuckles and, and Amy, but whether they're playable or if it's a different character, I don't shadow. know. I would love it if they added Shadow in. Mm. That would be great. The best one. Um, so, yeah, so they are adding a lot more content to it as well, which is great. And all of that is free. Good Very for generous. them. How generous. Have they <clears throat> talked about any bug fixes? No. I mean, they're not going to admit to that. I would love it if they were just had if they had physics overhaul um, as one of the updates, mm. but they're not going to do that, unfortunately. What a pity. Yeah. Speaking of drifting, we played a little bit of Need for Speed Unbound. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. It's a cool game, isn't it? It is cool. Um, it is a cool street racing game. That, I don't know, it's in the middle of... So one of my favourite racing games, in fact, my favourite racing game of all time is Grid 2, um, which is a great street um, racing game, but it was literally just racers. 
there was a great campaign. It was okay, you go from here, you do like six laps of this or three laps of this, whatever, in your streetcar. There's not these random bollards and things that you've got to get around. It's just like, this is a street race that you're doing, blah, blah, blah. There aren't other cars on the road, as far as I remember. Um, there weren't, That's that you had boring. to dodge around. No, because it was like, it was street racing. with it's a, not a realistic. Not, I don't care. I don't want to. The, but it was it was realistic because they had closed off the road and it was like you know organised. That's and not what the street races. I do. don't want to be dodging around Karen in a Ford sedan or whatever it's called. Look, she's trying to get the kids to school yeah. and you're racing around and getting in the way. Yeah, no, I just I don't really care about obstacle courses when I'm driving. Um, so yeah, Need for Speed has got all of that, but yeah, grid. Whereas grid is more of a kind of a, a clean um, street, a uh, clean street racing game where it's just racers um and it was brilliant the story was great fun the online was fantastic i even i used to play hardcore online with that it was great hardcore yeah wow like that was the difficulty setting hardcore it was realistic effects because especially endurance racers which were 10 minutes and it was like whoever's in the lead after 10 minutes i'd won a couple of those because i was the one that was kind of just dodging the crashes because the people taking you out all the time but then they take each other out so you're just like the last one standing sometimes um, and I, and it just felt right. Like, you'd go into a drift, but it wouldn't just spin you out. But yeah, Need for Speed, uh, what's it called? Underground? Underground? Unbound. No. Unbound. Yeah, the similar. Underground was the last one, one before, yes. wasn't it? But yeah, Need for Speed, Unbound. It's trying to be... The open world part's trying to be a little bit like Forza. Um, Forza Horizon with the random ramps and things and, you know, going around. And it looks gorgeous, like, the effects look really cool. Like, the shiny surface when it's raining and the lights and also these special effects. There's there's kind of like a cartoony effect whenever you drift or whatever. But, and your character in there is, like, slightly anime. or well not anime, but well, animated. It's, it's cell-shaded characters and realistic environments. <clears throat> and actually, I thought it looked really pretty, to be honest. Mm. Like, the lighting looked great. I think the city is not... It doesn't have the most personality to it. Oh, no. Um, it's bland. But, yeah, but the actual textures and the lighting, I thought, were actually really nicely done. Yeah. And I really like all the sort of graphic effects. Um, they're going for the kind of street, cool, graffiti uh, vibe. They have for a um, while, I think. But So it's things like when you're drifting, instead of smoke coming out of the car, it's like bright pink sparks and, and sort of, you know, hand-drawn stuff. Mm. Um, and actually, I really like that i think that looks really cool and you yeah. can customize all those things to make it your own thing um so i was i was pleasantly surprised by the graphics and the presentation of it at least yeah and i do like that there was a character creator where we could basically just make the gay uh, the guy as gay as possible oh yeah he had rainbow eyeliner and no shorts we could even have him without a shirt but the only problem he didn't have any nipples yeah we took his shirt off and there were no nipples very disappointing no uh, yeah, this is the new Mario Kart map. <laughs> we were customizing Mario. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I will say um, with that character customization is that you can mm. change the pitch of the voice. So you can choose, there are only two voices, which are essentially male and female. Um, but then there is a voice picture where you can you can change the pitch of it afterwards. Um, so, so you, you can, can be, be like, like do I, what, what have you done, done to my voice? voice? What, what have you done, done to my voice? voice? So, so yeah, this is um, the, the pitch changer. So you can sound like this, or if you just adjust it, it'll eventually turn you a little bit like this. Lovely. Mm. Um, so yeah, you can change you can change the pitch of the voice, 
And I just thought that's really interesting. It's not the first game to do that. I, I think a couple have done that now. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it's it sounded realistic. Like It didn't sound anything like that. It was genuine. Like It didn't sound like the same person. No. Mm. And I think that's the thing is, is when we get to, when we have character creators, people want to create themselves in a game. And part of that is the voice. But I can also appreciate that if you want to have different voices, you have to employ different voice actors mm. to, which gets very expensive to have however many voice actors. And if there's a way of doing that where you can pitch it, that still sounds realistic and gives you a bit of control over that, that can be a really interesting way of being able to customize um, voice in in character creators. So that is something that in itself kind of interested me. Yeah, um, for me the handling was a little mediocre. I pref- much prefer the handling in Forza. Uh, this one was very fiddly. It was it wanted you to drift, and it was great. I love to drift, but it was just very very easy to kind of lose the back of it. And if you want to be kind of an arcade racer, which is what it wants to be, you've got to kind of help the person a bit yeah okay in real life realistic if you drift a little bit then maybe you'll lose the back end but you want to encourage it um it was a little bit too punishing um in that regard just need to get good then well maybe i do but i don't want to have to yeah to be honest the the thing that annoyed me the most was just avoiding all the other cars which yeah i know that exists in forza but i don't know it just uh, the way that they do it is you get many more easy misses uh or uh, any many many more uh, near misses in forza whereas this it was just kind of a bit punishing and I didn't really want that. Either give me something Aww. that's super realistic like Gran Turismo or Forza Motorsport or just like proper arcade like Forza Horizon but ideally just give me a Grid 2 which apparently you can't play anymore. Sad times. Yeah. Such a good game and yeah the online was was the best. Mm. But yeah so that is us uh, reviewing car games and it came wow. out it was stealth dropped yesterday Tuesday. wasn't it? Yeah I was going to say Tuesday that was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Stealth dropped. Uh, what did your colleague think? I haven't spoken to them yet, Ooh. but I will. Yeah. And it's on um, Game Pass. No, it's not on Game Pass. There's a trial on Game Pass. Yes, yeah, so you have to download different things. Yeah, you go and play up to 10 hours on Game Pass. I want to enjoy it. Mm. Huh. Have you played anything else this week? I have. Tell the people, Ben. I've been playing Marvel Snap. Ooh. More Marvel Snap. And that is... And I paid money for it. I don't know if I'd said this last time, but I've actually bought the battle, the season pass. Mm-mm. I know. And I've completed every single challenge except for the ones that they've just released for this week's. Uh, it's really addictive. It's great. And I've got to the point where I'm doing things to gain more currencies in there, but I have absolutely no need or any urge to actually like spend any more money like i bought the battle pass it was eight nine pounds it wasn't super cheap and i think every five weeks or so there's a new one um or at least this is the last week of the current battle pass i believe so what do you get in that battle pass so in the battle pass you get um right i can even let me go and bring it up and i'll tell you uh what's on the battle pass before you do that marvel snap um just to explain it it's basically a card game uh card mobile game um, it's nothing to do with Pokemon Snap. <laughs> <laughs> um, effectively, you have your deck of cards and they, they come out randomly. Um, and it's all Marvel characters. They have different abilities um, that add a certain number of points. And there are essentially three positions in, in the play area. And you have to put one card down around or however much power you've got. Uh, to put cards down in those three places, and you have to win those places by having the most amount of points. Um, but there are abilities with all your cards that add or detract a certain amount of points. 
Um, and so you've got to lay them down and try and beat the other person. Yeah, the abilities are the things that change it up a lot. And I think when you start off, you're against bots, but it doesn't tell you. But then later on, yeah, you're definitely not against bots. I'm. It's now 50-50 whether I win a match or not. Um, it's interesting when you are playing really good tactics and you've no, realised that the other team hasn't realised. Like I would loot, for example, so it's, yeah, six rounds and there's three areas and you've got to win at least two of those three areas by the end of it. And I remember I'd put down a card. I was like two points behind uh, in one of the locations and I'd note, and I put down a card that said, if you don't play a card here next time, you'll get four points. And it was on the last round. And the other person was too busy protecting this other area that I was just, I just brute force because I had a card that had like 12 points mm -hmm. that they'd forgotten about the previous one. Or they didn't realize that I had a card that if I didn't play anything there was going to win that area for them or for me. So I ended up like wiping the floor and I just felt super smart doing that. But when it comes to the actual monetization, there's, it's all 100%-ish cosmetic. And I say ish because you get the season pass. Um, I'm currently level 43 in the season pass. Wow. I know. Um, You've played that a lot. I have played it quite I'm a like bit. I'm like 15. There's only five days. But yeah, you, you unlock credits, which you can use to like level up your cards. Like every level has something, some boosters, which you also use to level up your cards. Uh, there's certain ones that like are specific ones to your uh, to these cards. But yeah, you can also unlock like profile pictures um, and also some mystery cards, certain variants. Now, I'm not sure because I haven't really, you know, looked into it too much. But yeah, you do unlock like throughout there. There's gold. There's specific cards that you'll unlock. Like, yeah, if I get level at level one, I unlocked Black Panther because it's the Warriors of Wakanda season. Of course it is. Um, but the ones after that, like I claim, there are like mystery variants. So it's like versions of normal cards. But like at level 40, I unlocked Okoye. Is that how you think so? So it is, yeah, Okoye. Um, and I, my next thing to unlock is like the back of the card is the Black Panther, which I look, think looks really cool. That does look very cool. Um, the thing is, when you say leveling up the cards, mm. it basically goes from sort of common to rare to epic. But what that does is just change the... The, the look of the card. Yeah. So when it's um rare, I think it is is a frame break. Yes. Um so it it the, the the picture comes out of the outside of the frame of the card and then you get an epic where it's 3D um uh and then you get like one that, that animates as well. So it doesn't level up the card in terms of changing its points or anything. It just changes the look of it. So in yeah. that sense, like you don't have to spend money because you can still perfectly adequately play the game and win matches with the with the with the cards that you've got. Mm. Um, it's just that once you start earning the in-game currency, um, you can spend that on making your cards look different. But yeah. that's all it does. Yeah, if I if I go into the shop uh, now, anything that you so the the thing that you buy with real money is gold, and then there's also these other things called credits. Now you can buy credits with gold if you want, but literally all they do is unlock variants. Hmm. Uh, there are no, you cannot buy base game cards. It's all variants. That's the only thing that it does. There's a base, so interestingly enough, because I got the Wakanda season pass, I wonder if, because the level one of the season, in fact, you could show me this, uh, the level one of the season pass, which, because I don't, have you reached level 20 yet? Um, let's see. Because I believe if you get to level 20, you then unlock, then you start facing, or you get to like level 15 of the rank. You then unlock um, the ability to buy a season pass, but I so the the base card I'm of level Black... fifteen in the season pass. Have you paid for the season pass? Nope. 
Oh, well, that is interesting then. So yeah, the fact, and you've, so you'll have definitely unlocked. Oh, interesting. Oh, you've got the recruit season. That's right. So yeah, Ed needs to get to, once Ed gets to level 20 in the recruit season, Mm -hmm. uh, you then unlock the paid ones. But it'll be interesting to see if people can still get it because the, the base card of the Warriors of Wakanda is, um, is unlocked in, uh, the first in level one. So I'm like, can you not then get the uh, the uh, Black Panther card if you don't have the season pass? Maybe. Mm. But the thing is, that Black Panther card, it's not like, oh, this is suddenly an all-powerful card. It's just, it slots into the deck amongst all the other yeah, ones. There's so nothing that's OP. No, nothing's overpowered. It's all really well balanced between the different cards. So oh, it, yes. whether you pay for the battle pass or you don't, you still have an adequate chance of, of winning. Um, and the other thing to say is that neither one of us gives a shit about Marvel. Oh, um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Swezel <laughs> asked, saying, like, as if... Um, how does... Oh, wait, what is this? He wrote... Um, Would someone who doesn't yeah. care for Marvel enjoy it? I don't give a damn about it. Like, I care less about it than you. I mean, you. I think you probably want to see the new Black Panther movie, don't you? I would you? like to, yeah. Yeah, enjoy it. Uh, because I, I do not care whatsoever about Marvel. I like quite like Spider-Man, who I don't think he's in this. Or at least I haven't uh, unlocked him. Um, but yeah, no, I really do not care whatsoever about Marvel. Yeah. But they make pretty cards. They look pretty. It looks the, pretty on cards. The, I can I can appreciate the artwork. Yeah. And I'm sure. I mean, there's different variants of them that I'm sure relate to different artists from the comics or whatever else. If yeah. you know that stuff. Um. So there are some really cool looking cards, and you're like, oh, that looks cool. Or oh, I recognize that character from that one yes. film I saw ten years ago. Um. Or whatever else. But you don't have to be a Marvel fan to enjoy it. It is just a good card game in itself. It like the ma- cards mm. could be absolutely anything and the, the the fundamentals of the game would still be um would still be really fun. But I also think that um like I don't know who Squirrel Girl is and if I ever saw a movie about Squirrel Girl I would definitely not go and see it. Oh no. That's the worst card. I don't know why people play that. Mm. So basically Squirrel Girl, you put her in one in one of the three positions and you get a card in the other two as well and I'm like you're just filling up space for someone better like it's there are certain things like every location has its own bonus and there might be one that's like uh you know if you fill all four parts of this you get like a 10 point bonus or there's one that's like the first person to fill all the four location uh, all like put all four cards in here gets a a hundred point bonus Mm. which i've had something i've had that that as well yeah so it's various things but yeah, so every single round, um, I'm not sure if you were, because I was reading the chat when you were mentioning it earlier, but every round you get you increase your power. So in the mm. first round you get one power, the second round you're given two power, and your cards, certain the cards will require between one and six power to play them. So in the second round you could play two cards that are one power, if you have them in your hand. But also the other thing I really like is the deck is very small. It is a very small deck, it's only 12 it's a, cards. A small deck? It's a very small deck, it's a 12... And- it's 12 Only 12? Only 12. And that's small for you. That is very small for me. Wow. You should know. Um, I don't get out of bed for uh, anything less than 12. But, you yeah, know, 12 is a very small deck, so you kind of, you get very familiar with the cards, and you're playing them all the time, so you can work out which cards are maybe not working as well, uh, and swap them around. And I've done, I've got three decks right now. Wow. Right? Yeah, three decks all I've at once. I've only got one. Well, you, you, only, you only use one at one at a time. Well, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's just a really addictive game that respects your time. Like, I play very, very rarely. I mean, that's the other thing. A match literally takes two minutes. 
Um, you can play three matches per poo. Usually. I do not need to know that information. It is the perfect game on the toilet. Even if you're going for a Wii, you know, you can sit, you could literally do one game and a Wii. And a sit down Wii. Don't stand up because that's dangerous. But yeah, I, I play very, I don't play much at all. Maybe, if you went on average, maybe an average about five or six games per day. Um, and I'm currently season pass level 43. Well, and my, that's how you've got that far. And my <laughs> card collection is 212 and I have perfect bowel movements. Yeah. Wow. Like two poops per day. But yeah, 212. <laughs> it also shoots up really quickly as well, your card collection level, because as you're leveling up your cards, like I said, it's purely what it looks like. It's nothing to do with anything else. It just It's pure visual. As you level up your cards, you'll gain, like, to get it to the uncommon, or from uncommon to rare or whatever, or from standard to uncommon, it adds one point to your level. And then from uncommon to rare, it adds two points. And then from rare to epic... It's like four, and I think it goes up to 10 or 12 points per level up. Um, so you do end up going up a lot faster as you progress. And I think Tom, who uh, we know, he's got his at like level 2000 or something like that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but it is a very, very good game. And yeah, and one of the other thing with the season pass are missions you get to do. And that's, I'm, I'm an absolute sucker for season pass missions. It's one of the reasons why... I, Couple, two or three That's seasons. That's how they get you, Ben. It is like three seasons. There are three seasons of Fortnite that I've reached max level on. Uh, but yeah, like right now, my current things are gain collection level. So I need to gain uh, 10 connection, collection levels. Play, I need 15 times. I need to play two cost cards, which is a card that requires two energy. I've got to lo- win a look. So I've got to win a location with all four, with four cards there. Currently zero out of 20. But also those missions you can play and be like, I'm just going to play four the completion of the missions and I don't care about winning and that's the thing as no, well no I care about winning but even when you lose you'll still gain experience and gain points and I don't do losing I know you're weird like that yeah. I, I have to but anyway that is Marvel Snap 100% recommend it it is also it's free yeah oh, that, yeah we didn't really mention that <laughs> it's completely free to play um, unless you want to pay for the season pass it's completely free so if you're interested mm. just Download it and give it a go. Like it's just a genuinely a really fun card game to play for free. So why not? And there's can... not even any adverts in it. No, there are not a single one. And there's no, there is actually yeah, there is no kind of push for you to buy anything. But I mean, the only thing is there will be a little um, notification on there, and it'll be a little notification in the shop that makes you go to the shop and get some free gold or free credits. Mm. So it's like every twelve hours or every. So and so, so many hours. I think it's every day, actually. Yeah. You're given 50 free credits. And it's like, well, thank you very much. I will go and get them. But yeah, it's just, it is a, uh, it's just a really respect, a game that respects your time, respects your money, and provides a lot of entertainment. Uh, and also, these, some of these variants, I'm very close. Well, because they keep giving me gold as I'm leveling things up, I've not actually spent this, but because they keep giving me gold, like I have enough to pretty much use any of these. Like, there's a baby variant of American Chavez, uh, like baby versions. There's pixel variants. There's a pixel variant of Hawkeye that looks really cool. cool. Yeah, exactly. There's a variant of Iron Fist that's got... Ooh. Oh, it looks rather naked right now. Well, definitely get that one. I mean, hmm, 700 gold. Is there a referral oh, link? We are not sponsored by Marvel no. Snap. Maybe we should be. There is a Star-Lord who's got his shirt slightly ripped, which is... Uh, oh, hello. I know. I'm like, hmm. And it's like Starry Night, things in the back. No, I'm not spending 700 gold. <laughs> I have to... Although I did see that in the shop about two weeks ago and I was very tempted and now it's come back around. Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll get it. There you go. Okay. So what? I got this, the hot Star-Lord one. There we go. 
And I've added to, here we go. Yeah, there's my, if anyone that's uh, checking it out on the video, there is the uh, oh, camera, see. camera. Come on. It's because it's too busy focusing on your face. There we go. Star-Lord. Great. Claim. Got it. And now I need to get more credit. Let me go and steal my dad's credit card details. And all no, more. let's not do that. <laughs> Why don't we ask the chat what they've been playing and take a look at Dixord? Let's go and... Ch yeah, I don't think I've been playing any other game, have I? You've spoken enough about that. Okay. Well, I just <laughs> love Marvel Snap. It's definitely one of my favourite games this year. I can tell. Mm, I can't wait for the <laughs> chat about it. Can you imagine if that's our number one? I mean... It could well be up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think God of Wars. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, um, what games have we been playing? Marius. Marius has been playing Brotato, which I think some other people have been playing yeah, recently. Yeah, quite a lot. Um, you are Bro Potato. And you shoot aliens, upgrading your equipment and skills each round. Sounds I've great. heard. Yeah, it looks kind of ugly, but people seem to love it. But now the big one. Mr. Not talking about Mr. Millhill. As, well, you know, the big Finnish rock star that he is. The big game that everyone is, seems to be playing. Yeah, which is World of Warcraft Dragonflight, which I know some people in chat are playing right now. Yeah. Um, it came out Concentrate, this week. Concentrate, folks. Uh, it came out this week, and it really seems quite magical. It feels more high fantasy, and I'm all for it. Um, also, what I forgot to mention is there's a lot of representation, which I enjoy. I have helped same-sex couple get married met a leader of a clan who is mute, and just now um, some NPCs said, may your family be blessed with many daughters. It's all quite refreshing. Uh, yeah, I love that. And apparently there are uh, trans dragons, or uh, non-binary dragons. Oh, great. Or all the dragons are non-binary. I don't know. Uh, clues were saying. So, uh, yeah, they really... Um, I love the idea of that. And if you like high fantasy and MMOs, can I introduce you to the uh, critically acclaimed... Okay, no Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy is great. I wish I'd played WoW as a kid. I just, I would have done anything for a computer that had been able to run WoW when I was younger because, I mean, I would have probably failed so many exams, but it was just my dream to actually play an MMO where you could go around, you could interact with people, and there's just this world you could explore. I'm, I'm intrigued to give it a go, and I also am very happy to hear of this um, improved representation, especially after all the shit that Activision and Blizzard have gone through. Um, it's great to see that they're actually learning and putting that in their games. Hmm. So um, thank you for bringing that up. And uh, Tom says there is a non-binary dragon. Okay. As a kid, Jinx says, and they're talking about as a kid, and Jinx says, I played that in my 30s. <laughs> well, maybe in the future there'll be people like, oh, I wish I had a computer good enough for Call of Duty. And I'm like, yeah, I played that when I was... An adult. Sure. Uh, Nanto has not been playing anything new this week, but I'm really looking forward to Level Zero. It is another 4 by one asymmetrical game, um, but it is like as if Alien Isolation and Dead by Daylight had a game child, then this would be it. Interesting. Gameplay looks chef's kiss, and there's more lore behind it. Um, Level Zero comes out in 2023. Pre-order now for an exclusive <laughs> content. Thank Nanto here with... Uh, yeah. With it's the spawn. to work there, yeah. <laughs> uh, Moni, because everyone is playing Pokemon Scarlet Violet, I continued with Arceus to scratch the itch and not buy another game that's kind of similar. Mm. Um, I enjoy it more than I thought I would, and I noticed that I actually get invested in what I catch and what they look like. Welcome in, Moni. Mm -hmm. um, I still think most evolutions look shit. Very true. Uh, and not at all badass, and I'd rather they all stay cute as fuck instead of this fake badass wannabe buff bullshit. 
that is my one annoyance with Pokemon is that when you get a really cute one and then it evolves into something really odd looking and you're like, what is that? That is not what I wanted. I don't know if it's because I've been brought up with it and so I'm kind of used to them, but the first generation, definitely, nearly all of them had a way better evolution. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Like Charmander to Charizard, oh. amazing. Al- Alba, Alba. Uh, Abra to Alakazam. Yep. Pretty awesome. Abracadabra Alakazam. I mean, Genius Magikarp name. into Gyarados. Wasn't it? So, yes. Yeah. What I heard then was Magic Carpenter, and I was like, what? But Magikarp mm. into Gyarados, yeah. Yeah, Bulbasaur into Venusaur. Yeah. Not Ivysaur, that was the middle one. Yeah. And then the other See, one, they Squirtle were great. into... Uh, Blastoise. Blast. Oh, yeah, Blastoise. Oh. Yeah. But now it's like Quaxley, the like cool, sassy, intelligent duck with a quiff that then turns into some sort of weird ballet dancing festival bird thing that I can't even remember what it's called. Yeah, it's weird how they don't... It's like when it's a little duck, it's got this cool little quiff. It needs to, That quiff needs to grow and it needs to incorporate it into just being a bigger and an older thing. It, yeah, it doesn't need it to doesn't change its style. Yeah, you need consistency in your evolutions. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, which do you think... Which, you, which do you prefer? Arceus or Scarlet Violet? Scarlet Violet. See, I don't. And I, that's the thing. I think a lot of people prefer Arceus. I'm going to continue oh, to call it Oh, I think it might be the other way around. Um, no, I think, I think a lot of people have played Scarlet Violet and thought this, this doesn't run very well and it sort of shows that actually Arceus was a better game. But I... Arceus has some good things in terms of being able to just catch Pokemon in the wild. is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it does run better. Um, it has a nicer art style. Has an, an art style rather than just ugly. See, I actually really like the art style of of Scarlet Violet. Really? I mean, okay, the environments look terrible, um, but I really like the style of the characters. I think the characters are actually really well done. Um, Good. But yeah, Arceus is is probably a better game. But I just I really like the open world. I just think it works really nicely. See, I don't mind the mini open world, like the Monster Hunter style open worlds in Arceus. I felt it look, it added more character to it. Although I haven't discovered all the other areas in Pokemon Violet Scarlet yet. Hmm. Scarlet Violet, yeah. Interesting. I, I just like, I like the gym challenge and the sort of traditional Pokemon route, but I like doing that in an open world. I think that's really nicely done. Okay. Hmm. Well, we'll talk about that in uh, four weeks. We shall. Uh, Moni's also been playing Marvel Snap, uh, which is going so smoothly and doesn't feel like a bulked mobile phone game at all. See, it's not just us. It's Moni as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Debs, yesterday I finally got that gold medal I was trying to get in Cock Serve Delicious. Mm-mm. Well done. Cock it, serve it, delicious. Lovely. Uh, and finished my first restaurant with all gold medals. I'm achievement hunting in this game. I usually play a few random rounds in the morning. Uh, before I start my day or anywhere in between. I also started playing Blossom Tales last weekend, Ooh. which gave me so much nostalgia to the earlier Zelda games. The music is great, and it looks like this will be a fun game to continue to play. Thanks to Ed for another great recommendation. You are most welcome, Excuse Debs. me. Didn't I recommend that to you? You bought it for me. I bought it for you. There um, you go. Never mind. Uh, there was also a game called A Building Full of Cats, which I got in a cat bundle during the Steam sale, which is a cat search game... And you go through different levels of an apartment building looking for cats. Simple point and click game, kind of like Where's Waldo or uh, or Wally, if you're from the UK, mm-hmm. uh, that is fun to chill with and last about an hour. Uh, the devs called Dev Cats 
also raise awareness for the adoption and rescue of cats, which okay. is lovely. I'm uh, definitely looking uh, forward to trying some of these like uh, quirky games like we did last week when we played some A Little to the Left. Hmm. Did you enjoy that? Yeah. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it was no unpacking. That's true. Unpacking had a better story. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Wibble, I guess the one worth mentioning for the past week is the Endless Dungeon Open Dev Test. It's a roguelite dungeon crawler meets tower defense game. Each run can reward you with tokens that let you upgrade your characters, but also unlock new abilities. It can get really hard really quickly when playing solo, but I also played a few hours with Debs and it was heaps of fun. The game's still in development, so things will change, be optimized, be scrapped. The usual. Mm. Nice. I've heard good things about that. Have to, have to look into that one. Yeah. Um, Jinx, I started and finished Strange Horticulture this week and loved it. While the whole game takes place on one screen, an entire story unravels be- uh, before you, and you are very busy trying to identify plants and find locations. It's got mystery and creepy, but it's also cosy. And you can pet the cat. Lovely. Super clever game design. There are multiple endings, but I was happy with just the one um, and reading about the rest after. Oh, Clue says, I love strange horticulture. <laughs> I want to visit the Lake District. I've been to Lake, the Lake District. I went to Cockermouth. Mm, very nice. Yeah. I went to Windermere, which is where Wordsworth wrote. Oh, I also went to Lake Windermere. Mm. Mm. Uh, Helios, I've been playing Pokemon Violet and I have lots of opinions on it. Oh. I will say, though, it's a real big shame the game is played with bugs and stability issues because it is by far the best Pokemon game they've ever made. Uh, this might be the first game that if you remove the Pokemon branding from it, it would still be a good game. Interesting. Yeah. I, I so far, agree because I really, I really like the gameplay and, and I, I think it's got a really, it's got a nice story. I think it, is really solid. It's just it runs badly. Like I agree. I really wish that it sold, it, it ran better. Hmm. Uh, Torn. I've added Soulstone Survivors to my rotation of roguelites. It's been so fun. It plays similarly to Vampire Survivors, but the runs take so long that I'm a little less likely to jump into it when I have a few minutes. The moves are wild, and it gets tough running around and dodging things. Uh, I mean, Vampire Survivors has been incredibly popular this year, and I think there are now a lot of imitators. Um, so yeah, I might have to look that up. Uh, and Swezzle, I'm just about to dive into the 2.0 update for Splatoon 3. Which I didn't know. literally just dropped. We'll report back in a week. I look forward to it, Swezzle. If it's literally just dropped, then I am definitely intrigued to see what's, uh, what's happening in there. Isn't it called like a cold update or something like that? I think they're adding is it like a winter update. Isn't this the one where there's a new mode for people who are like top level? I think I said crap because I'm like, yay. No, no, it's for like top level people. And isn't this where Boss Run is coming? It's like the salmon run thing, but but boss thing. Okay, yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, wait, it's all bosses or something like that. Yeah, mm. I'm sure it's something like that. I will definitely give it a go because actually that is one of the. I didn't talk about it earlier, but that is one of the games I've been playing more than anything this week is um, Splatoon Two. Big run, there you go. Mm. I've just been playing the story mode of Splatoon Two and absolutely love it. Um, I'll probably talk about it more next week because I've got a feeling I'll have maybe finished the campaign if I can uh, this time next week. But I will give a big update and a big opinion. I'll let you know what I think of it. But I... Splatoon 3. Yeah. Did I say Splatoon 2? I keep saying Splatoon 2. Because it just... Yeah. Okay. Well, Splatoon 3 is a brilliant game. I am looking forward to playing the rest of the campaign. I'm currently... I think I'm about to get to the final island. But then I'm guessing there's like a boss island at the end. Um, 
which yeah. maybe. We'll I, I, I think you're further than me now, to be fair. It's, it's tricky. It's getting really tricky now. I need to go back to it. I do love that game. I've just had oh, yeah. others to, to play through and I tend to stick with the story games, but I'd need to go back to that. I it's really it. enjoyable and I do want to kind of... I don't know if I'll 100% it, but I... The, but obviously you can do each level with the there may be like two or three well there's usually like three options of which weapon to use um, and going and playing the levels or going and playing them with um, different weapons and levelling up your character because there's like a skill tree and all this that's going to be fun to go back and play nice alright well should we go and we'll quickly go through the news left or right do we start with um, let's go from the left alright um, so we've talked about um, Scarlet and Violet. Um, there have been some tweets that have come out that people believe that the Battle Stadium uh, is rigged. Mm. Um, so the Battle Stadium is basically it's ranked online mode um, where you can play against other people online. Um, and it uses random number generator, RNG, uh, in order to determine the move accuracy. So when you choose your move, it's got like 50% accuracy, 90% accuracy. Um, and that's done randomly. And it turns out that... Um, am I boring you? No, no, I just... Um, it's been a long day. Poor Ben. I um, It turns out that actually that is not working correctly. And that means that people can predict the... Um, can predict the move accuracy. So moves that are super powerful that are meant to have low accuracy um, now... Uh, you can predict it and get 100% accuracy with like one hit kill moves. So people are very unhappy that it's completely broken and Nintendo really need to patch that. But yeah, Pat says uh, it's broke for sure. They'll have to delay the competitive for sure. Um, yeah, isn't there also a Pokemon that is being banned from, or that people are, want, are calling for it to be banned from competitive because it's just way, it's got a move or something that's super OP? Um. I'm not sure, but it might have something to do with yeah. this in terms of being able. If it's that OP, you can predict the accuracy and mm. and uh, and yeah. Um, apparently, yeah. Someone says rigged. No, broken. Yes. Oh, don't complain about my headline. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, it's a, a dead dog. Apparently. Ah, yes, yes, it's one of the new ones. A dead dog. Speaking of dog, yes, you remember oh, the, that's that's harsh. You know, there's the little dog with the candle on its head. Oh, that one, yeah. Yeah, it's the evolution of that. What do you mean, dog? Oh, speaking of dogs, okay, there is a UK startup that is creating video games for dogs, which apparently is actually good for their um, for their mental health and um, oh. to increase their intelligence. So it's basically um, an interactive like touch screen, mm. but it's designed especially for wet noses. Um, and they can interact with it with their nose and get a treat when they play. So it keeps dogs entertained when you're away. Um, and I've it's actually... called Joy Paw. Oh, like Joy-Con. Mm. Joysticks. Joysticks. <laughs> Throwing it. I actually played the beta. Um, it was all right, but a bit rough around the edges. Wow. Bow, wow. <laughs> Shocking. Uh, anyway, it's a UK-based startup. They're called Joy Poor, but that's spelt J-O-I-P-A-W. Oh. Uh, so it's the Joy Poor console. Uh, it comes with a dog-tailored touchscreen. Mm-hmm. What did you just press? Click button. Oh. For my joke. Sure. Um, <laughs> a dog-tailored touchscreen, a height-adjustable stand, and an automated treat dispenser. It will run interactive puzzle games, such as a whack-a-mole challenge... Um, that are constantly new and challenging for man's best friend. Ah. 
exciting. Very nice. All right, then. Ooh. Um, so, Two Point Campus, which uh, I reviewed for Eurogamer. You also really enjoyed playing it on I stream. I did really enjoy. I didn't enjoy the food at the launch event, but I did enjoy playing the game. Nice. Oh, hang on. I've just noticed. What does it say next to my name on there? Oh, so uh, it now says next to Ed Nightingale's name on Eurogamer, says Deputy News Dickhead. Oh, yeah, that's me. Deputy News, D&D. D&D. That was not updated earlier and now it is. Yes. Oh, so now it says Deputy News Editor. There you go. Hmm. Um, anyway, Two Point Campus. So that came out in the summer and they are releasing a, a new expansion for it called Space Academy. That um, if if you've played it, you'll know that it's fantasy university and it's different classes that are very silly, like witchcraft and and night school and spies and all that stuff. So now they're adding space. So there are, I believe, six new, yeah, oh, three new campus locations, um, six new courses that are all designed around space. Um, and judging by the trailer, it is very much Star Trek inspired. I think there are a lot of Trekkies working for Two Point Studios. Mm. Nerds. Um, so a lot of uh, a lot of Star Trek references. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a really big expansion and it's out next week. It costs like eight quid. Yeah, and I might even stream it on Sunday. There you go. Maybe. We'll there see. There you go. Uh, all right. So it's a new game trailer. No, it's a new film trailer. Film trailer. You were close. Um, it's, there's it's, a new trailer for the Mario movie, um, which came out yesterday. Um, and uh, it looks all right. I have no interest really in it, but I did like the fact that there were just so many references to the games in there. Like There were parts of it that looked like a Mario game. There yeah. was obviously Rainbow Road, Mario Kart. Um, apparently they've made they've changed Donkey Kong's design, which I couldn't even recognise. I mean, he's got a big ass, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, Helio says the Brazilian dub sounds so good. I haven't yet gone and listened to the other dubs. I remember the previous trailer, everyone was comparing the Marios against Chris Pratt. Um, This trailer shows off a lot more of Peach and Donkey Kong and Luigi and all the other characters, um, which is great. It looks like sort of Luigi is the damsel in distress and actually Peach is out to to kick some ass, which is nice. I just... Um, it just feels a bit sort of generic animated film and the characters to me don't quite look like Mario characters. It just looks slightly off. Um, but like you, I like that there are lots of different references in it. Um, it's cool. There's a Mario Kart bit. There's a Mario Donkey Kong bit that is sort of part Donkey Kong, part Smash Brothers. Um, so I like the references in it, but we'll see. It's I just it's a movie that's going to be shit. Um, it'll be reviewed terribly and it'll disappear and it'll do all right to the box office and that'll be it. And then maybe they'll do a sequel. I but think this is going to do incredibly well at the box office, but I just don't understand why we're getting directs for it. it just kind of annoys me that they're making this because massive it's, thing because it's Nintendo and it's Mario and they want to make it massive. And because of this, millions of people are going to go and see it and they're going to make a lot of money from it. I know, but I just... So, yes, it will do well at the box office. It's, it's like... It's called advertising. Yeah, there. but, like, yesterday, you disappointed me yesterday, once again. <laughs> Why? You like, you said, I said, oh, it's the direct tonight. I was like, oh, what, direct? And you're like, yeah, it's for the movie. I'm like, oh, I don't give a shit. Well, it's a quick three-minute trailer, and then people trying to prove their gaming credentials. I'd rather have a, I'd rather have an indie direct than a, another trailer. There's nothing wrong with an indie direct. There's not, but, like, I, I do not want any more trailers of Mario. Just release it. I'll go and see it. 
And then I'll, if I won't go and see it. Well, do you know what? We're going to go to the local cinema to see it. We're fucking to give not. you the full experience. No, absolutely. We are not going to the local cinema. Well, you cinema. can pay for the IMAX then. Next. Or I just don't go. <laughs> um, so, some of you might remember a game that was announced a couple of years ago at the PlayStation 5 oh, event. I've been banging called, on about this all day, haven't you? Goodbye Vault. No, I haven't. Was it not this one? No. That you're posting about? No. Oh. Well, I did post about it, yeah. Um, a game, it was announced at the PS5 um, event when that was first revealed, mm-hmm. uh, called Goodbye Volcano High. And it is a narrative game about a load of non-binary dinosaurs in, well, some of them are non-binary, um, dinosaurs in high school. And it's basically super queer, and um, it's full of LGBT stories. Um, these dinosaurs are also in a in a band, because of course they are. It's got original music, which is really cool. And it just looks like a really fun narrative game. Um, it basically, the developers went silent for a while and they delayed it in uh, summer last year because of the pandemic and because they wanted to make story changes. Um, but um, it hasn't been cancelled and it's mm-hmm. now out. Uh, or it's not out. Um, it now has a release date, which is summer next year. Mm-hmm. So it's still quite a way off, but at least we know that it's definitely still coming and it's got... Um, uh, and it's got uh, a release window, at least. Apparently, um, a fan game of it came out before the actual game. They took that long. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, it looks great. I know a lot of people are really interested in it. If you're looking for um, a sort of really wonderful queer um, narrative game, sort of Life is Strange, but with original music, um, uh, or new original music and and dinosaurs then this definitely looks really cool. It's gay rock dinos. What's yeah. not to love? And, uh, yeah, Gareth says, what's wrong with the local cinema? If you went to the cinema here, you'd realise it's horrible. We're not having another talk about why the cinemas are awful in general. But Wow. Um, actually, can you get to the next one? Oh, sure. Um, just a quick update. December's PlayStation Plus games have leaked. Uh, actually, it was announced earlier today. Um, which are Divine Knockout. What the fuck's that? No one cares. Um, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is excellent. If yes. you haven't played it, you should definitely download it. Divine Knockout looks such a kind of... The, the front cover of it looks interesting. I've got no idea oh, what it is. Oh, it's a day one release. Oh, it's just come out. Oh, well, there, there you, you go. go. Go play it, see what it's like. Uh, and the third one is Biomutant, which is shite. <laughs> I got a headache playing that, and I'm not sure why. It's terrible. Oh. It's cheap as hell. Um, and so we finished with a couple of Twitch stories... Do the other one first. Um, so I should have put these together. Um, so basically, um, this was sort of doing the rounds on Twitter. Um, there is an 11 year old kid from Brazil who is basically a bit of a like wonder kid in Valorant. And he's got to the top rank in Valorant that you could possibly get to and is an amazing player. And he was streaming it all on Twitch uh, with parental supervision. So he was streaming with his parents with him. And he's been banned on Twitch. And Basically, people are sort of taking both sides on this. Um, On the one hand, people are like, well, he's streaming with parental supervision, so surely that's okay. And on the other hand, to be on Twitch, you have to be 13. And this kid is 11. So Twitch have basically banned him to say, well, you're not of age. And to be honest, I completely agree. Yeah. (laughs) Like... Well, from all the stuff that Twitch have had with, with you know, child abuse and child grooming, and they are really trying to secure, um, you know, the, secure the community and, and stick with their guidelines, 
the guidelines are very clear. If you are not 13, you should not be on Twitch. Um, and and the parents said that they didn't know about that. And I just feel like that's very clear. And Twitch are perfectly within their rights to be like, Do you know what? No, terms of service. See you later. You're not old enough. Also, just to point out that Valorant is a game for 16 up. So the kids should not be playing Valorant in the first place. Mm. Um, not to be all boring parent, but like, I'm sorry, you're not old enough to play that game. You certainly should not be streaming it on a service that you are also not old enough to be in. I am enjoying the uh, comments. Isn't it very clear and simple? Yes, if you're below 13, you shouldn't be allowed on it. And then somebody was ranting about breastfeeding is allowed. Uh, by what? Twitch. I know some people just will have any old thing. <sighs> And then someone says, kids should be kids. Whatever happened to playing games for fun instead of showing off? Because apparently that's the only time you play games. Showing off, it says. Yeah, no. <laughs> should go back. Misspelled. Yeah, misspelled. Oh, uh, yeah, you're going to have to start earlier. Uh, yeah, some arseholes. People are people who comment on websites, news websites, need to, uh, you know, go and breathe some outside air. Go and do one of the, go and open all their windows Touch in grass. the grass. Go and open all the windows in their house and let uh, the breeze come through. Because apparently that's what people do in Germany. They open all their windows. What was it called? Luft Luft something? Yeah. Apparently that's the thing. Yeah. I, honestly, I'm, I was surprised when you said you open the window. Because sometimes when I come in here, it's like, uh, you know, it's a bit stuffy. Wow. Speaking of, when you've been streaming all day. Mm, I know, yeah, in here. Yeah. Oof. Disgusting. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, another Twitch story, which is much more positive, um, is that today they have uh, released Shield Mode. Can't we Sword Mode's coming uh, next week? <laughs> I'm going to be getting that. Which one are you getting? <laughs> um, so, yeah, they are releasing Shield Mode, uh, which basically is some new um, safety uh, protection. Uh, so what you can basically do is preset your safety measures um, with various different options, and then you can initiate shield mode um, if, for instance, you get hate raided, or or if you're doing, I don't know, if you're lucky enough to be on the front page and you want some extra uh, moderation, things like that, you can go implement shield mode, go, uh, um, and uh, and put that on, um, mm. which is is very good. It's a bit late, but at least it's here. So you can do it as a chat command as well. You can do like slash shield mode or something and it will just put it on. So you preset it in advance um, and then you can initiate shield mode um, whenever you need that, which is nice. Hmm. Um, there are also two other new features as part of that. If you scroll back up again. Um, one of them is that you can now do bulk banning. So if you're in shield mode, um, you can basically type in a specific term um, and then bulk ban anyone that's used that term recently. So, for instance, if you were, unfortunately, to be hate-raided, um, if there was a certain racist, transphobic, homophobic term um, that was being used repeatedly, you can just type that term in um, into the chat and, and basically just ban everyone in one go that's used that term, which is great. Um, the other thing is you can set a mode for no first-time chatters. So, at the moment, you can do no follower chat, or follower-only chat and sub-only chat, now there will be a chat where it will exclude first-time chatters, i.e. if it's a load of bots that are just coming in from the beginning, you can exclude them all in one go. Um, so they are, there are two new safety measures that Twitch are putting in. Well, I am looking forward to... Uh, to well, hope, well, I'm looking forward to having that there as an, as an option uh, that hopefully I won't need to use, uh, but it will be there. 
Yeah, all we right. all we all hope we don't need to use it, but it's nice that it's there, it's, and it means you can really customize the level of safety and features that you want for your stream, which is nice. Exactly. All right. Well, for the uh, podcast, yeah, we are we do have it available. Yeah, it's available for everybody already. Shield mode out now. Out now. All right. Well, for the podcast part of the stream is over. We're going to be going and playing some uh, Pokemon co-op which should be uh, rather interesting and I don't even know how to put it together me so. neither yes yeah. me neither alright so uh, Ed where can people find you you can find me at Ed underscore Knights on Twitch and Twitter or Ed Knights one word on Hive excellent and I am Biggest Benus everywhere except for Twitter where I'm Biggest Benus one and if you go to swappingjoysuits.com you can go and find all the links of everything on there on the links below on the links below alright then Thank you very much. See you all next week. Bye. Keep swapping tongues.